It's Frank and Kira on Mountain Fun Life. Post a comment during the show to let us know you're watching. Like and share our video with your friends who love Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, and the Great Smoky Mountains. Oh, that's us. Hi. <laughs> Thank you very much, Craig <laughs> Jenkins, for the fun uh, voiceover there on our new Frank and Kira show intro. I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Kira Cup. And I guess the part where you've got me going like this. That's, yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I, lo I love that because you're like, oh, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, obviously, from uh, for those of you who can see us, uh, we're going to be talking about Alcatraz East. If you're watching us live on Facebook this Thursday morning, the 28th of May, or if you're watching the replay later on Roku or YouTube, we still love you. Welcome in. And our podcasts. Yeah, we have podcasts. So if you're just listening to this <laughs> and you can't see all the comedy that we're describing, you can still go back and, uh, and find it on Facebook, YouTube, Roku. Yeah, and there's a lot of fun, fun ways that you can engage with us. Like today, you can comment on the show and uh, we've actually, we're actually giving away, or Alcatraz giving away two tickets. I think uh, they call them the get out of jail free card. So let's welcome in group sales manager, Brian Holland. Uh, Brian, thank you for coming over to Mountain Fun Life. Happy to have you. Morning, thanks for having me. Tell us about the get out of jail free cards that you're giving away for free today. Uh, they are just uh, general admission tickets, two uh, free tickets to come in. Uh, you and a guest can, can come in, um, just show those at the box office and you'll get in for free. Fantastic. Now, uh, how long have you been with Alcatraz East yourself? I've been there since we opened. We opened in December of 2016. I've been there since day one. Wow. So that's now three and a half years if I did my math right. Wow. It feels like you just opened last year. Why, <laughs> why does it feel like that's been so You know long? why? Because Alcatraz East does a good job of staying fresh and bringing that's in new true. temporary exhibits. So we're always hearing about the opening of something mm -hmm. at Alcatraz East. Sure. So actually today we're going to mention the almost closing of something. It's the last chance to go see a few things. But we're also talking about the, the overall reopening because of, you know, the shutdown and the, uh, the safe at home and all the things that we've had. Mm -hmm. So I guess let's, where should we start? We'll have it with the reopening. Yeah, let's of, start with. Go ahead. So here is Doc. Can you explain what Doc is? Uh, Doc's just our uh, mascot throughout the museum. It's Doc stands for Department of Corrections. It's just there <laughs> to uh, you know remind people to do social distancing and, uh, and remind people about uh, the way things are now. So, Kira, you can beat up people, right? Or no, that's your sister. I'm thinking of. Yeah, my sister. She's a corrections <laughs> officer. So <laughs> she's a DOC. Yeah, she would love Doc. <laughs> She'd relate to him. And uh, what kind of dog is Doc? I'm assuming some kind of. Usually, they use the. Um, not the, not the German Shepherd. Oh my gosh! There's another Shepherd that's even more fierce um, that the, they use for police dogs. The police Shepherd? Well, it might be the Dutch. Is there a Dutch Shepherd? Uh, maybe. I, anyway, there's a one that that's really good. German Shepherds are good, but there's one that's even a notch beyond that. Even gooder. But yes, <laughs> they they breed these guys. I've been to a um, demonstration of police dogs in the past, and these ones are too, they're so fierce. Yeah. But anyhow, it's another one of the shepherds. It might, I want to say Dutch shepherd, but I have to Google that. In fact, I will Google that. Well, uh, Brian, you tell us more about uh, what Alcatraz East is doing in the age of COVID. Well, we actually started, um, you know, doing some stuff before the lockdown happened in March. Uh, you know, following the CDC guidelines, we started to uh, place the spatial distancing uh, floor signs uh, all mm -hmm. over the building. We put in the hand sanitizers, increased the cleaning uh, procedures that we're doing. 
Um, and now that we have reopened, you know, uh, we're doing training with all of our employees, COVID training. All employees are going to wear a mask and gloves when necessary. Yeah. Um, we're doing daily um, uh, health screenings, you know, make sure no one's running. So it's going to look even more like a real prison. Yeah, exactly. So you're getting uh, even closer to the actual <laughs> feel of, of Alcatraz. Right. So if somebody doesn't social distance, do you, do you arrest them? <laughs> we don't do that. Um, every 30 minutes over the PA system, we do an announcement just reminding people, hey guys, you know, stay six feet apart. Uh, please remember to, to do this, the, the spatial distance. Brian, I think you could get a police club, you know, a billy club, and just go walking through occasionally and, you know, rattle a few cages. You know, we've talked about that, but uh, <laughs> probably not going to happen. <laughs> Scare away all the visitors. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's an authentic experience. I mean, when you first yeah. walk in to Alcatraz East, they take you through the history of incarceration. I mean, you're talking about, you know, like pirates and Middle Ages and the Iron Lady. It was the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Like what? where, like pillories, like where you you have your. I think that's what it's called. Where you got yeah, your head. The like pillory. Uh, you have a, a colonial yeah. colonial uh, punishment. Yeah. So we have a Here picture of the pillory. Um, I see Salem witch trials behind it, so I'm assuming that they used that during that time. Yeah, I thought those were called the stocks or the stockade, but I guess it's a different thing than a, a pillory is different than a stockade or stocks. Right. What's the difference? It, I don't know. I should Google it. You should Google that. There's a lot of googling. You well, it occurs today. to me. It occurs to me that one of this is just hands and and head, right? Yeah. There's another one that they put your feet in too. Oh my God. Where so you, there's one where it's just your feet and there's one where, where it's like your hands and your feet. That's super uncomfortable. Imagine how miserable that would be just hanging out there for hours. Well, it is a punishment. How long do you think they left people in there? Back in the olden days? Yeah. They were crazy. Like days? These, yeah, they, yeah, I think people probably, I bet you somebody died in Lynn and they're like, oh, well that's one day too long. Oh my you know, I, they were nuts back in those days. They didn't know, you know. They didn't, like nowadays, you know, you, you don't even usually get electrocuted because it's inhumane. So they find a more gentle way to execute people. Dang. I mean, I'm not in favor of that anyway. Well, they do have <laughs> not, an electric chair at Alcatraz. Right, because they're not very much in use anymore. Where'd this electric chair come from? That's Old Smokey. Um, came from somewhere here in Tennessee. The Moonshine Company? No. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 no, I'm teasing. Um, yeah, so that's an actual Tennessee electric chair. So people have been... Ah. Well, if you think if you think about it, yeah, that's right. It's, it's it was was used, right? Correct. You couldn't get a new one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to buy them used, secondhand market for electric <laughs> chairs. But I'll tell you though, back when when someone invented electric chairs, they thought that that was more humane than whatever came before it. Really? Well, I mean, if you think about it, all of these things. That I mean, it's ter it sounds awful to me because I'm I'm not in favor of executing people personally. I mean, it's not my thing, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's anybody's thing. <laughs> but I mean, you know, let's start with crucifixion. That's a form of execution. That's true. All right. Obviously intended to be painful. So they keep going on through history and you've got, oh, I know, we'll shoot them. We'll put them up against the firing squad and we'll just yeah. have six guys shoot them all at the same time. That's more humane. And then, uh, well, I guess skipping, I skipped over when they would have beheaded people, right? I mean, there's a lot of strange things through history for execution. Yeah, yeah so. the, the guillotine in um, 1789. Oh gosh, that, that's like the scariest thing for me. You know, Marie Antoinette and the guillotine? That was supposed to be more humane than the guy from the 1600s who would chop off the heads by hand. Oh my 
flesh. You know, like Mary Queen of Scots was beheaded with a guy with an axe. And then Marie Antoinette, <laughs> supposed to be faster and, and more painless is why they did that. And the same with the electric chair, supposed to be faster and more painless. And then you get to the lethal injection, supposed to be faster and more painless. That's why they keep doing it. So what do they use now? I believe they're using lethal injection right now. Um, There's been a few inmates who say they don't want that. They want the electric chair. They want something else. Or they, really? There's been a few in recent history. That's why they're in the news. They stick out as being the guy who wants to be shot by the firing squad or the guy who'd rather still be electrocuted. Or hanged. You know, that's a good one. I don't know. I think there are some people who would... Prefer to be hanged? Yeah. I've and that was, of course, it. then that was also supposed to be quick and painless. That's why they yeah. came up with that one. I don't see how that would be quick and painless. I feel like that would, there'd be a lot of suffering. Uh, it's supposed, again, this is, again, all of these things, we, in hindsight, we look at them and go, really? That's what they thought? Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you think about all the, the conspirators uh, for the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. They mm -hmm. were all hung. Well, Brian, what do you think is the weirdest way that people have been executed? Probably the electric chair. I mean, I would, I would don't think I would want to do that. So, yeah, I would, that, that's my opinion. I think the electric chair. See, I mean, you go back to the olden, old days, like Plato and Socrates and those dudes, they would drink hemlock. They Wait, hemlock? Poison. Yeah, they would have to drink poison, poison and that was, that was the death penalty. Good gosh. I know. I can't even imagine, like, oh, it just eats your insides. I know, so anyway, I didn't mean to spend so much time on that, but that is an important part of, yeah. of corrections in prisons. I mean, uh, nowadays, more people are spend life in prison, mm -hmm. which is good, because you end up finding somebody, there's always somebody on death row who's innocent and was there wrongly convicted. I hate that. There's, yeah, so uh, it's good to find time to, to find those guys, in my opinion. Right. So uh, where, where were we? We were talking about the beginning where you get pilloried and then the pirate yes. stuff, pirates, right? Yeah. And uh, with pirates, too, I want to talk about, we do have, uh, with this uh, COVID stuff going on, some uh, interactive exhibits that uh, haven't reopened. Um, the pirate gallery is open, but uh, our interactive pirate rope section is not. Uh, we're, we're not allowing people to use that right now. Um, we have several informational kiosks through the museum mm -hmm. um, that we have turned off, uh, not allowed to touch those and our police training car um, that's also been closed uh, because these are this. things where you would get in you'd breathe on them get in breathe on them touch them extensively correct right exactly and that would be transfer then you know like i could say if you cough your droplets onto the touch screen the next person comes along touches the droplets and the next you know forgets and wipes their face boom that's a Potential. Okay. Right. So that's safety first at Alcatraz. Correct. That's great. That's good. Now remember, you do have an opportunity to win tickets, get out of free, or get out, get of, out of jail free cards. Yeah. Yes, from Alcatraz. So make sure to comment so you have an opportunity to Well, you know what, Kara, I, I finally hit, I thought there were no comments until I hit refresh. <laughs> I was about to say something to you. I was like, did you, hey. so, you notice it was blank, right? I did. Well, so we want to say uh, thank you and good morning uh, to Felicia Sexton, who says she loves watching Mountain Fun Life. We appreciate that. And then Thomas Rimmer, who is one of our regular commenters, has said he's never been to Alcatraz East. Really? So I think you he's fishing by. for a pair of free tickets. Um, who's Doc? Are you Doc? Doc is the dog. Our, oh, our Doc. Right. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I have in my head Doc dogs, which are the ones that run off the end of the... Oh, dock and well, jump in the water. How do they spell dock? D-O-C or D-O-C-K? Well, they put D-O-C and then they put a, an emoji of a D-O-C and then an emoji of a mountain. Oh, I guess for Mountain Fun Life. Yeah. Doc Mountain. Hey, Doc Mountain. <laughs> and um, I did look it up, by the way. The, the most 
the brand, breed of police dogs that I've seen mostly is Dutch Shepherd, mm. but Belgian Shepherd is also another one. Okay. And those are, those are yeah, those ones are super fast, feast, fierce. Uh, Deborah Newman is fishing that she would like the uh, tickets for her husband's 62nd birthday, but it is random, Kira. The win. Yeah, we don't, I mean, although I'd love to say, oh, you should win because you've got the best sob story. It doesn't really matter. It's random. <laughs> it is random. We have a random number, computer number generator. I'm, I'm mixing up the numbers in my head like how the yeah. generator would do. Right, random number generator. And then we just count down into the, or I don't do it, Hannah does it. Right. Uh, if, it's, if the winner is number 17, you just t count down until yeah, so you get to it. Yeah, that's how you do it. Now this one, I don't know if this will come through, but Kathy Finnegan has sent us a, um, a little meme that says, this place is like Alcatraz. So yeah, I don't think that's gonna come through. It doesn't come through on it, but I'll show you, Kira. It's a, you see it's a what? meme of some lady saying, this place is like Alcatraz from Netflix. Oh. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> what right else? Here. I Try see to show okay. you. All right. Nice. So let's keep talking more. We're talking about Alcatraz East today. Our guest is Brian Holland who is the group sales manager at Alcatraz East, just across the street from us at the Island of Pigeon Forge. Uh, you've been there since it opened three and a half years ago. Right. And in the time that you've been there, you've seen a lot of amazing things. Temporary exhibits have come through. I'm sure famous people have come through. Uh, what are some of your fond memories of being in person there in Alcatraz East? I think just seeing all the, the people come through who are really interested in, in crime and crime prevention. Um, you know, some of our exhibits have, have been really interesting, but um, I, I think the my favorite one was uh, the Nicole Brown Simpson exhibit. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of people came to see that. Um, just bring awareness to uh, different things with these exhibits. You know, that one is obviously bringing awareness to um, uh, some abuse. But, domestic um, violence, domestic absolutely. Domestic violence, yeah. just, you know, just bringing awareness to different aspects of crime and crime history. That's, that's what these temporary exhibits are about. And, and I'll mention Jim Johnson, who has our Wednesday Entertainment in the Smokies show, mentions that he loved our last trip there. He and I went together. It was actually, I think, at the opening of the, um, the art, uh, the prison art Alcatraz Art Escape. Yeah. And, but we also went through the whole museum and spent hours there because we are fascinated by it. And the Nicole Brown Simpson exhibit was still up at that time. This is about a, almost a year ago. And um, that particular case is one that I followed very closely, it happened by coincidence to have lived in Los Angeles during that whole time frame. So we worked at a radio station where we go do live broadcasts from outside the courthouse on key days, first day of the trial, last day of the trial, and some point in the middle, you know? And, um, you know, you've got a couple of things that reference O.J. Simpson, including Al Cowling's White Bronco. We do. Um, that is the Bronco that was in the chase that you've seen on TV. And we have that chase playing behind the, the Bronco. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people forget that there were two white Broncos. O.J. had one that he used when he drove over to kill the people. And then Al Cowling had another one, identical one, that they used when he tried to get away from the police. Correct. Uh, uh, Al Cowling's was the one that um, he was driving. Uh, O.J. Simpson was in the back while they were doing that slow chase down the interstate. Yeah. Because the other one, the first one, the OJ's one, had blood all over it, so they impounded it. That's part you know, when they were going to arrest him. Mm -hmm. And had blood on the out on the door handles, and had blood inside on the seat on the floor. So, Gosh. well, I mean, he had just killed two people, I so he's covered in their blood. I'm amazed that he got away with all of it. Yeah, I know. And like he's making videos and posting them on Twitter of him like talking about Carol Baskin's 
that she yeah. definitely killed her husband and he shows a glove on his hand like you have to be you had to have done it to well not only that oj that. you know, see oj was a famous football player for usc yeah. and then the buffalo bills so um in the i think it was the 80s it might have been the 70s but i think definitely in the 80s at least he was the spokesperson for hertz rental car mm -hmm. and they would show oj doing his football moves running through the airport do you remember any of this brian are you old enough to have seen i don't remember any of that no i was born in 1980 so i don't i don't remember seeing any of those commercials and i don't remember seeing oj play <laughs> <laughs> well i don't remember seeing oj play either but i remember him as being a spokesperson for several companies including hertz and then he was a uh, got into TV movies and acting and was on the Naked Gun movies as Norberg and was actually, everyone loved OJ. You wonder how did he get away with murder? Yeah. Every, he was beloved. Everybody loved OJ. So he was like the, like in, if we compare it to high school, he was like the popular guy who all the teachers love and they yeah. just shoo him along. I mean, think about like a Peyton Manning or somebody, you know, That's that just everybody loves, right? And then you, so you couldn't believe it that his wife had, and her friend were killed. You couldn't believe all these stories that had come out. Um, and then the more they went into it, you realized, oh, there's a long history of uh, reports of domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. Now, why would OJ have killed his wife if he did do it? Oh, he even, he even had the audacity to do a book or a move, uh, something that said, if I did it. Wow. Um, uh, uh, from what? Now, getting a little deep into OJ, if you don't mind, he was, a very jealous person. So after they broke up, he would go and spy on his ex-wife. Oh my gosh. Right. And so she's having a romantic date planned and she would have multiple, she was, she was a little bit of a player. She liked to, she was very beautiful and men flocked to her and she liked mm -hmm. the attention. So um, the night that she was murdered, she had set up all these candles leading up to the bathtub and it looked, and OJ was probably spying on her again as he had in, in previous instances and um, he had just finished training for a movie about Navy SEALs and in the training for the movie about Navy SEALs as an actor you've done stage fighting stagecraft mm -hmm. right where you've had to learn in fact you had a whole bit where you had to you know uh, pretend to beat up somebody yeah you I mean they teach you how to do it in a way that you don't actually hurt them right but for this TV movie about Navy SEALs they had to teach OJ how to convincingly <laughs> slit someone's throat so it turns out that might have been a bad move because, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but it's, it's just, it, it's just the, the horror of it. I, I don't know how else to react. So he, um, he's just come through this, this training not to be a Navy SEAL, but to pretend to be a Navy SEAL. And uh, he shows up at the house and of course he's acquitted of this. You know, they could not prove it in court, but the evidence certainly indicated that he stabbed Ron Goldman and his ex-wife Nicole in the courtyard of her little townhouse. So he stabbed the the, uh, the guy she was seeing too. Yeah, she killed two people. Okay, I thought he killed like her female friend. No, no, the guy Ronald. She uh, Nicole left her sunglasses or her glasses at Metzaluna, and um, so Ron, the waiter, who's come, brings him over to her house, and she's prepared the house either for him or for another guy to mm -hmm. stay for a while. So if she because she was dating a different guy. And then O.J. decides, you know, that's it. I'm done. We're taking him out. Gosh. I know. What a crazy story. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all things you can learn. And anyway, when you go to Alcatraz, these are yeah. things you learn. And not just, I mean, I'm, I happen to be well-versed on the O.J. Simpson case. 
but your exhibits there spoke to all these same things I'm talking about. Yep, um, and that, uh, that exhibit space uh, uh, has shifted out. That is the Alcatraz Art Escape space now. That'll be here through uh, the 4th of July weekend. Um, and then from there, we're gonna transition into our new one, which will come in sometime you know, after that, after the way we reset that, uh, for our new TBI exhibit. And you brought some show and tell for that. We're talking to Brian Holland of Alcatraz East. Why don't you show us what you got? For the TBI exhibit specifically, I brought this ballistic vest. This is 20 pounds. Um, all um, TBI special agents are issued one of these. This thing, it's 20 pounds. It weighs a lot. Um, this is going to stop a bullet. So this will be on display in that TBI exhibit uh, once we get that open. Mm -hmm. um, you know, TBI has seven offices um, across Tennessee with over 600 employees. Um, and this new exhibit is going to kind of uh, shed some light on the great work they do to keep Tennessee safe and uh, to highlight some of their most famous cases. Oh, very nice. More folks uh, hoping to win those get out of jail free cards, including uh, Jill Dillner, who says great name for the tickets, <laughs> for the free tickets. Uh, Deborah Newman says her husband's a former correctional officer, so she's excited about that. Greg Tuck, who is, I think, in South Carolina. North Carolina, South Carolina, like uh, says he's never been there either. And good morning to you over there, Brian. Morning. And another question from Jill Dillner. What are the hours of Alcatraz East? Right, right now we're on um, uh, smaller hours, shorter hours, 10 to 6. But starting Monday, we're going to go back to 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And where are you located? We're 2757 uh, Parkway, right in downtown. Um, we are at the corner of Parkway and Island Drive. So if you're gonna turn into the island, you'll see us there. It's hard to miss. I mean, you're right there, at, literally at the entrance to the island, next to Stages West. And I was uh, checking out to make, you know, the, the buildings don't connect. They're, you're in your own separate uh, building. I was thinking, is it like a strip mall? No, no, it's, they're separate. No. Yeah, we have an, uh, a small alleyway between us, correct. I don't think I could fit in there. That's how small it is. I, I can fit in there, so oh, okay. I think anyone else can. <laughs> have a, a police car in front of the building. Yep, uh, that police car was uh, donated from uh, the Sevier County Police Department. That's cool. Every time I drive by it, I think, oh no, I need to slow down, even though I'm already going speed limit. But. It's a good move. <laughs> uh, I, I remember when we first opened, I was talking to a local police officer and he said, oh yeah, we'll sit right over here and at two o'clock in the morning, people will be coming down the road and see that and slam on their brakes, not realizing <laughs> that it's that's it's good. just an exhibit. Oh, that's still terrific. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you've got uh, mannequins uh, climbing the walls. Oh, yeah? We've got one uh, uh, trying to escape uh, out the front, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and then uh, mannequins of prison guards up in the towers, too, right? Um, or did he come down finally? There I used to be remember. a guy. I, I think he's guy. still up there. There used to be a guy up in one of the towers. Um, it looks like they're not in this particular photograph, but. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they've had, when you see them, you're yeah. like, wait, what did I just see? And that's part of the fun of driving through Pigeon Forge is all the attractions that have something that requires a double take out front. Right. Yeah. It's really cool. Now, your name is Alcatraz East for right. a reason because there was an original Alcatraz. Can the, you tell me about that? The Alcatraz prison in San Francisco, you know, famous prison. Our owner had um, gone to visit the prison and really, you know, he really enjoyed it. Um, so he wanted to name the museum, uh, the Alcatraz East Crime Museum, East for, you know, East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, but we used to be in Washington, D.C. as the National Museum of Crime and Punishment. When we oh, moved wow. down here, he said, I really like the name Alcatraz. We're going to use that. I think I'd been to the Washington Museum at one point in my life. I lived up there for a while, too. Mm -hmm. 
and would, I still have family up there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thrilled though that it's here and literally yeah. across the street. We can't miss it. And it, we could walk there. We could, but we have to someday. Like here, we'll take <laughs> a walk over there. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, of all the different other things that are regular exhibits at Alcatraz East, Brian, you get a lot of comments about perhaps the cars. We mentioned briefly the uh, the Bronco, but you have other famous crime cars. You've got other famous exhibits about serial killers. What what are some that resonate? Uh, specifically with cars, uh, one of the most famous things people come to see is um, the Ted Bundy VW. Um, you know, he was known for two, one he stole and one he owned, and we have the one that he owned. Um, John Dillinger's car is there as well. That's, Not just uh, John Dill Dillinger's car, but you have John Dillinger's death, uh, mask. death mask. So this is a thing back, you know, if you think about it, go back to the 30s and stuff, you wanted to prove that you really killed John Dillinger. And not everybody had a camera with them on their phone or even regular cameras. It was a big deal to take a picture. So they would, uh, when they had a dead, famous dead person, I mean, they even had, I think even Abraham Lincoln, they made a death mask. That was the thing. They would do that. I've never heard about that. Yeah, they would put plaster on the dead person and, and, and peel it off and oh then make gosh. a reverse. So actually, once you had the mold of John Dillinger or whomever, you could make multiple replicas of his face. So there might be one in um, the FBI museum or one of those places up in DC. We do uh, have one in, in our museum as well. Yeah, I think, do you have yeah. still that picture handy of the Dillinger uh, death mask? I don't think I have that one. Oh, all right, sorry about that. But uh, that's one of, the, one of the types of exhibits that I find fascinating. And we can also talk about, uh, the. We'll, we'll get into the CSI and the solving crime. We've talked a lot about committing crime. We do need <laughs> to talk about the solving of crime. Uh, but also uh, you guys have a presence through the, the book club, through online, it's an interactive type of museum, an interactive community at Alcatraz East. Yeah, um, if you can go to our web page, um, I'll show you how to get to our book club. It's a monthly book club. Um, May book club is just ending up. That was uh, Loving Natalie by Beth Holloway. Um, coming up in June is J.C. Duggard's book, A Stolen Life, A Memoir. Um, but off of our homepage, um, on the, the bar at the top, there's special events. You can click on that. Yeah, Kira's looking at it right now. Can you see that? There you go. Where's Which one is special? special event? Oh, programs and events. Programs and events. And then uh, book club will be on, uh, on there. Here it is. Nice. So awesome. this is where, wherever you are in the country, you can join the Alcatraz East book club. And that, um, it's held uh, on Facebook, it says here. Yep, that, uh, that link will take you to our Facebook page. Mm. Super cool. And then the book you have for May is Loving Natalie by Beth Holloway. And then June... That we're talking about, that's the Natalie Holloway. This is by her mom. Correct. By yeah. Beth. She disappeared or was murdered somewhere. Yeah. But she was an actress, wasn't she? I think she was a college student. She was a, yeah, she was a student. She was a high school student. Oh. She was on her, her senior trip uh, to Aruba um, yeah. when she disappeared. I actually had um, Beth here in town in March. We went to a couple local schools and she talked to the juniors and seniors about travel safety. Um, went through her story and, um, and then really, another really one, moving presentation. Uh, go ahead with the next one. It's another recognizable last it's name. It's A Stolen Life, a memoir by J.C. Duggar. Yep. That one will be our uh, June book. And of course, you can find those books on Amazon. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, we are talking about Alcatraz East. Maybe we can uh, take a quick break and show you a blurb from Alcatraz East, if yes. that's all right. Yeah, it shows you uh, kind of like a walkthrough of their museum. So you can see the different exhibits and what it looks like and kind of get a good feel of what it's like to actually go there.
Excellent. We are talking about Alcatraz East today on uh, the Frank and Kira show. I'm Frank Murphy here with Kira Cup. Hello, Kira. Hello, Frank. <laughs> and remember, you have an opportunity to win tickets today. A get out of jail free card from Alcatraz East Crime Museum. All you have to do is comment and we'll have a random computer number generator that'll pick who's going to be our winner. Brian Holland is the group sales manager at uh, Alcatraz East in Pigeon Forge, the island of Pigeon Forge. And uh, I, frankly, I think you're maybe the third or fourth guest I've had the pleasure of interviewing from Alcatraz East, all different folks in the past year that have been here at Mountain Fun Life. And I remember some one of the guys or gals telling me that the, uh, the, the CSI exhibit and the autopsy lab were something where people tend to maybe spend a little extra time because there's so much to see there. There's a lot to see. It's a large area, so um, there's a lot of different exhibits with fingerprinting, uh, you know, footprints. Uh, we have a, a, a cadaver on a uh, on a table. Yeah. Uh, it's a mannequin, of course, but um, a lot of different avenues to learn in that area. Yeah, let's area. take a look at the picture. There's the mannequin or the mannequin cadaver, or the what would you call that? A cadaverkin? Cadaverkin. Why would you call it that? Oh, I mannequin. don't know. I just I made it up. I see. <laughs> so can you see like the actual? pieces of the inside of the body in there? Not in that particular setup. Um, right before you get into that room, we have a crime scene set up with you know, evidence markers all over it telling this is where he got shot, this is maybe where he got stabbed, and then when you get into that area, you're examining the body from that crime scene, and that's what that mannequin right. is. So now, you're looking at the shots, the, the, the cut marks, things mm -hmm. like that from that crime scene. Now, if you were the one taking that photograph immediately behind you, would be the two-sided exhibit for uh, Dr. Bill Bass, who founded the body farm at the University of Tennessee, and he donated several pieces of historical stuff, you know, whether it be a um, piece of the fence or some of his books and things like that. And I, I will, for full disclosure, I also work for Dr. Bass. One of my side mm -hmm. jobs is, of course, we haven't had one in, in months, but uh, yeah. I'm his official MC, so I uh, have to stay up on things about uh, crime scenes and autopsies and stuff when I'm dealing with him. Um, and he's wonderfully, and he loves, uh, you know, Alcatraz East, the whole Bone mm -hmm. Zones crew loves being there. And his good friend, Art Bohannon, who was a Knoxville police uh, fingerprint specialist, also has a display at Alcatraz East. And maybe that might be partly represented in this next picture, which is the, the CSI part. Yes. You see, they have... Um, Art Bohannon of the Knoxville Police Department is the one who came up with the whole concept of using super glue fumes to find fingerprints. That is amazing. And I don't know how they come up with this stuff. <laughs> he donated his um, original prototype, and we also have the you know more current uh, implementation of that, a, a modern implementation. Yeah. I mean, really, in the original prototype, you realize it's just a guy working probably in his garage, jamming stuff together, thinking, well, if I heat the super glue and I blow the fumes over here, uh, it can find fingerprints that are water-based fingerprints that are almost impossible to find in the old-fashioned methods. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, right in, uh, in East Tennessee. So he and Dr. Bass working together to solve crimes, and they're both represented at Alcatraz East, which I love that because literally you're talking about people from driving distance just down the road. Uh, who can come here and, and do appearances and things like that. Yeah, we've had uh, Dr. Bass, I'm sorry, um, uh, Arbo Handen in a couple times. 
um, to uh, speak about some 9-11 work he did. Um, you know, he went in uh, to, to identify bodies yeah. uh, at Ground Zero at 9-11, and he's been in a couple times uh, to, to talk to groups about that. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And what else do you have for us, Kira? We've got the CSI footprint exhibit where you've got, are those actual prints from uh, Crime scenes? I mean, the the ones you can see there kind of in the lower right, yeah, those were uh, molded from a crime scene. That's really cool. Excellent. I wonder how they do this, so like... I mean, how do they make a footprint? Yeah. Well, let's suppose that we're walking out in the mud and we're trespassing on that guy's property in the back, and he decides he's going to find us, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so he sees the footprints that our shoes have left in the mud, or in the sand or in the dirt, whatever, just there's enough that it's there. So then you go and you take basically plaster of Paris and you gently pour it in there, let it set, and then lift it out. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a copy of the bottom of the shoe. And it isn't just the brand of shoe that you can maybe determine. You might be able to look at, oh, this person has a lot of wear on one side of the heel, so maybe they, that affects the way they walk, therefore all of their other shoes would have a similar Oh, there's a lot that goes into that. Now, you yeah. can learn all about that you at can. the Alcatraz's Crime Museum. Yep. Outstanding. So not only are you learning about the crimes like actually as themselves, but you're also getting to figure out how people are able to solve them. Solve crimes, correct, yep. Now, one of our uh, commenters would like to point out, I think they're trying to solve a crime, that Kira's hair looks great. Of course, she's so oh, beautiful anyway. <laughs> now, we found uh, here in our studio, Brian, some evidence of Kira's hair. It's everywhere. Oh, gosh. We, were, we didn't yeah. know this. We had like a sticky, like a wacky wall walker type gummy th- type thing that we were playing with one day. And we're p- fishing it around the studio. And it comes back with these really long blonde hairs. <laughs> so we could prove, I believe, that you had been here, Kira. I plead the fifth. <laughs> now, Brian, are we going to find any of your hairs? No, I, I certainly hope not. Um, I haven't found any of my hair in a long time. So I hope you guys don't find any here. <laughs> So that, but that is oh kind of the kind of thing that, you know, and, and let me ask you about those TV shows. Because when CSI was new, the one in Vegas, this, I hadn't even moved to Tennessee yet. I didn't know Dr. Bass, had never heard of the body farm. And I'm fascinated still with all that CSI stuff. I remember watching the Vegas one, the Miami one, the New York one. My wife just recently on Netflix binge watched, I think, every season of Criminal Minds that she mm-hmm. could, which is a different take on it. That's the serial killers, right? Right. And now she's, I think, binge-watching NCIS. So of those shows, Brian, um, what are the ones that you, you think about when you're comparing things to Alcatraz East? Really, um, I think about Criminal Minds a lot because I watched that show a lot uh, uh, several years ago. So I'm always thinking about FBI. We have, you know, in our retail shop, we have FBI hats and FBI jackets. So I always think about Criminal Minds and solving cases um, but if you're watching any of those shows, you know, NCIS has two or three shows. Criminal Minds had various. Yeah. Um, you know, any of those shows, if you're into those shows, they directly relate to the stuff we're talking about in our museum. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, one of the things I've had the good fortune to do in my life is go visit uh, Quantico, FBI, uh, the FBI Academy at Quantico multiple times. And uh, on this, this group that I was in, the FBI Citizens Academy, they took us to that basement that is supposed to be the criminal mind, well, and in the TV show, it's beautiful and it's all state of the art, but if you watched uh, Mindhunter by any chance on Netflix, which talked about the original creation of that criminal minds unit, the behavioral sciences unit at the FBI, that's much more realistic because they're still down in this basement. (laughs) 
And they have um, their own little mini museum down there of John Wayne Gacy paintings and letters uh, from criminals and letters from victims, which I'm reminded of when I went to Alcatraz East, I flashed back, I thought, wait a minute, I've seen some of this, almost this exact stuff, but I've seen a John Wayne Gacy painting at the FBI Academy in Quantico. You have one in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We have uh, stuff from John Wayne Gacy in, uh, uh, in his display. We have a lot uh, of stuff in that display. Um, we have paintings and um, just uh, everything we have, 99% uh, of what we have is an actual artifact from history. So if you've read about some of these different things, um, if you see it in our museum, it's, it's going to be a real, the real deal. What kind of things do you have from serial killers? Um, various things. Every, every, I mean, basically what we can get. You know, everything comes from somewhere, be it a donation from a, an agency. So um, we, we get what we can get. So we have different things from, you know, shirts, paintings, um, whatever. So just whatever we can get a hold of, yeah. we'll have in the museum. Uh, I think it's the, um, there was a guy in New Jersey. Uh, you have a, a model of his head uh, that was used. Um, Oh, no, the reason I say that is there was a, a, a killer, I'm trying to remember exactly who it was, if it was the BTK guy or a different guy, but they were trying to imagine what he would have looked like older, because he, they had a, a guesstimate of what he looked like as a young man, but now so many years had elapsed. So they did a kind of an artist's sketch, but they did it as a mold of his head, and the actual similarity between the real guy and what they had come up with was so close, mm. that's how they caught the guy. Somebody looked at that at that model. It was probably I think it was on like one of those shows like um, America's Most Wanted or something like that. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about, Brian? It's kind of a balding older guy. Looks like my grandpa, frankly, um, with glasses. And they they put this model, this clay bust of the guy, on television, and someone went, "I know who that is," and it, they were right, and they caught the guy. That is so cool. I know. And Tagner, I'm curious to see where technology will take us into the future. Um, we all have cell phones, so I wonder if someday cell phones will help us figure out crimes. Oh, absolutely. You ever notice how uh, you get a notification from Facebook that says, somebody you don't know took a picture and that yes. you might be in. Yeah, has that ever happened? I, well, I don't do anything on social, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, my, my wife talks about that stuff all the time. Well, in the Google Photos, I, have, I use Google Photos for family pictures and everything like that, and it's always asking me, it's to tag myself in them or tag the rest of my friends and family, mm -hmm. wants to know who they are, and then it's able to extrapolate out. I mean, I, could, I can go to my phone, Kira, and tell you how many pictures you and I are in together. Really? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's insane. If I, go, if I go to my Google Photos and I pull up uh, you, you know, um, let's see, which one is you? This one. I've got uh, supposedly 166 photos of you. That's creepy. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have ten thousand pictures of me. Oh, yeah. So you've got you're just a you're a blip. I'm just a small. You're just a tiny a tiny blip on the radar. Yeah, like well, Dr. Bass. I've got six hundred pictures of Dr. Bass. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so you're nothing, Kira. I mean, but oh, no nothing. offense, oh, but goodness. you're on the map at least. <laughs> Several places in the museum too where you can take pictures. The pillory that we showed earlier, you can take pictures there. We have wanted posters, you know, where you come in and put your head behind them. So yeah. it's like you're on the, the oh, wanted when, posters. Uh, so. Jim Johnson and I were there. We did the lineup where you yeah. go. You did this too, Police Kira. Lineup, right? yep. Tell us about it, Kira. Oh, well, you go in. Is it still open right now? Yeah, absolutely. You go in behind this like uh, glass wall, and there's that big measurement thing behind you and you stand on like little footprints and it, you hear this voice that tells you what to do. You have to turn to the side and yeah. go to the other side. 
much like when Kira's taking your photograph. Yes. Kira's a professional <laughs> photographer, so she'll say, I need your profile. <laughs> I need yes. Your <laughs> Left, right, all right. Uh, you're the one who's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so then the voiceover, it, it always picks, you know, the, you as opposed to the, the, the person next to you. But when you see mm -hmm. it on um, camera, it uses some um, camera effects to make it look like you and the other criminals are all right there together. Well, that particular exhibit actually has stand-ups of two other criminals. That's so what it you're, is. you're right, right next to yeah. criminals in that, in that picture. Uh, that yeah, we had uh, Jim Johnson and Brad Lovett and me in there, and it was obvious that uh, Brad had done it. It was. I mean, Jim. Or Jim. Jim did it. <laughs> I'm curious, Brian, though. Have you all ever been contacted by an inmate or um, like a murderer or anybody who's been guilty of something? Um, that's not something I would have any any contact with so okay. I, I don't know the, the answer to that basically joe exotic we want to know if joe exotic has called yet yeah <laughs> to demand Maybe, his own I exhibit <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a cool exhibit y'all need to try to get him in there one day <laughs> <laughs> it may go that way you that know might. eventually yeah such an interesting story <laughs> well thank you so much for all your comments i'm going to give you a last call to make a comment on our facebook live feed right now so that we can um get you on there uh, to be in the drawing for this get out of jail free card, the two passes to Alcatraz East in Pigeon Forge. Um, I see, uh, I know Kathy Finnegan, I want to tell you, that yes, we got your comment. Um, and several of you have been following along with the show and commented multiple times. Thank you to uh, Mary Jane Russell McGee for saying she loves watching Mountain Fun Life as well. So get your comments in for another uh, shot to win. And let me uh, ask Kira, who went to all the trouble to assemble our uh, audiovisual presentation. Yes. <laughs> what else do we have that I missed, that I skipped over? Well, we've got the courtroom. This is an exhibit where you can see where a judge would sit and where the people in the courtroom would sit. So this is nice to take a break when you want to sit down for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, just a, another way of showing, um, you know, what the what crime is about. You know, we, we see it on TV and what we see on TV isn't, you know, exactly the way things happen. So everything in the museum, again, is, is an artifact to in, inform you about, you know, the criminal justice system. Excellent. Excellent. And then I think we've got most of your slideshow there. Yeah, we've then. got pretty much everything now, but I do want to ask you about the cool little artifacts you have on your, on your desk there. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a lot of really cool crime-themed uh, items in our gift shop. Um, I've been drinking out of our tumbler, uh, Alcatrazzi's tumbler. I love that thing. One of our most popular items in the entire retail shop is this shirt. I'm basically a detective. <laughs> uh, a lot of people buy that shirt. It's a lot of fun. And then my favorite thing in the museum is our crime scene oh, scarf. Super soft, super warm. Well, that it. looks good on you. I, love I mean, that. everything looks good on me. So, yeah. Everything does. <laughs> <laughs> no, that yeah, looks I love uh, I love that scarf, and um, these shirts are, are a lot of fun. A lot of people are buying those. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like I've heard the line "I'm basically a detective" from something else, but maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of um, some of those podcasts where the amateur detectives try to solve a crime, you know, on their own that the police have just dropped the case, a cold case. Could be. All right, excellent. Brian Holland from Alcatraz East. The website is very basic. It's easy to get to. AlcatrazEast.com. And active on, uh, on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook as well. Go over and like yes. their page. 
and uh, tell them all about Mountain Fun Life. Tell all those folks over yeah. there to come on over here and watch this great interview with Brian Holland. What else we got? Um, I think we but, went through almost everything. So it's about time to pick our winner. Yes. All right. We've got cool. your police Harley. That thing is cool. Uh, the police bike is another place a lot of people take pictures. Um, mm -hmm. It's obviously an actual police bike uh, that we have in the museum, and that's a lot of a lot of fun to sit on and take your picture. Um, it's 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 a huge bike. It uh, you don't think about uh, those motorcycles being that big, but it's a huge bike. It does look big. Is it an older version or newer? I don't know the the model on it. It's yeah, it looks like one of the you know older ones, like from maybe the eighties nineties. You know, turn of the 20, 21st century kind of one. Like where the cop would have one of those weird mustaches and some sunglasses. Totally, yeah. That's how you do that. I think you're thinking of the stripogram cop. Oh, am I? I think that's <laughs> who you, personally, I think you might have in mind, but I... <laughs> we have a winner uh, for our get-out-of-jail-free cards from uh, Alcatraz East on Mountain Fun Life. It is Kathy Finnegan. Congratulations, Kathy. Woo. Congratulations. Woo you get two tickets to Alcatraz East Crime Museum, and it's the Get Out of Free Jail cards. Get Out of Jail Free cards, yep. Or I'm saying it backwards, aren't I? It's still funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Kathy, just send us a DM on Facebook with your mailing address, and we will send those out to you. Excellent. And, of course, we do want to know when you do come to town, Kathy. We want you to get some pictures at Alcatraz East and share them with us on social media as well. You know, Kira does a good job of curating our Instagram feed. Thank you. Yep. We've got a lot of cool photos there. You was it at Mountain Fun Life, right? Yep. Just Mountain Fun Life. And then Brad Lovett takes care of our Twitter feed. He does. Lots of tweets. I'm partial to the Roku myself. I'm partial to Instagram. I don't have Twitter. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I love watching this on Roku because I mean, it's like real TV to me. You know, I sit there and yeah. I can watch any number yeah. of wonderful Just things. Broadcast or yeah. search through it. The over-the-top channel. But uh, YouTube is awfully convenient as well. And, of course, here on Facebook Live. And the way that more folks like you are able to find us on Facebook Live is because you like and share things that you like to see. If you actually do like the show, please click like and click share. It means the world to us when you do that on Facebook or however you want to get the word out. You know, if you see us on Twitter and Brad has posted the YouTube link to a show that we've done, Share that too, retweet and repost on uh, a regram, whatever we call it now. On you can repost or regram, I think, either or Something on like Instagram, that. yeah? Oh, yeah, you can share it to your story. Yeah, all of the above. Yeah. All right, well, again, thank you, Brian Holland, who has no social Thanks, media Brian. whatsoever, but. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on today. It's not a dumb you... move in this day and age. <laughs> He's a true crime person. Like, that. that's what a true, like, if you're into crime, you wouldn't be on social media because. Now, now everybody knows my secret. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I called, I called Dr. Bass the other day just to see how he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he still has a flip phone. That's cool. <laughs> He's not going to get a smartphone. He doesn't, want to, he doesn't want that much contact. You know, the few people who have his number, that's who can call him. The end. <laughs> he doesn't worry about answering the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a good show, Frank. Thank you, Kira. The Frank and Kira Show on Mountain Fun Life. We're here on Thursdays. And uh, I know that our boss, Bob, has booked out several fun, informative shows over the next several Thursdays with attractions in and around the Great Smoky Mountains that are finally reopening after all the shutdown. So Alcatraz East is back open for business, taking all the precautions uh, to keep not only our visitors safe, but to keep the staff safe. Correct. Yeah. All of our staff are wearing masks and gloves, and we have gone cashless to uh, limit contact. So right now we're doing cards only. 
Oh, so uh, credit cards. Correct. Um, and that's cool. I mean, I also like the, the places, I haven't checked to see if you guys are like that, where you can, when you buy the ticket on your phone, then you just scan it like an airline ticket some places. Cool. Yeah, we don't have that. Well, right I think we're all going to end up having to get it, so yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll have a choice. I think we'll all be headed that, that way before too long. Probably right. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well then uh, tomorrow, Rich Haley will be here with Sports and the Smokies, and then on Monday, Kira. It's Bear Monday. We're bringing it back. Kira is bringing back Bear Monday, and I'm excited about it because we haven't had Bear Monday in a long time. We're debunking bear myths. These are actual bears, Brian. Okay. Yeah. This is not a, a prison reference of any kind. These are actual live, like, you know, Smoky Mountain bears okay. that, you know, eat acorns or unless they eat your garbage, then it's, you know, that kind of bear. Although some of them should probably be arrested. Yeah, because I mean, there's also, you know, uh, bear is also a term for the police, you know, like if you're dri on the CB radio. I didn't know that. Yeah, right? Isn't this an old thing? I don't know. Yeah, Smokey Bear <laughs> is uh, running a speed trap, you know, that kind of thing. Any anyone help me out with that? Anyway, all right. Congratulations, Kathy. We've got lots of our fans are sending their well wishes. So we appreciate all y'all for, uh, for watching. I appreciate you, Brian Holland, for Thanks telling for us me about... Alcatraz East. Regards to the rest of the crew over there. All thank right? you. I'll tell them. And thank you to uh, Cher Murphy, who handles the uh, marketing and promotions, the publicity for you and some of the other attractions in the Pigeon Forge she area. She does a great job. Yeah, she uh, hooked us up with having you here. Kira, thanks again. Thank you, Frank. All right. You're watching Morning in the Mountains, the Frank and Kira show on Mountain Fun Life, and we'll talk to you again next time.